Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Working Title with Keyshawn Rains, the podcast. I am your host, and today I'm bringing you a really dope conversation with someone that I consider to be a friend, and I'm grateful for the opportunity that I had to be able to sit down and talk with her. It has been several months since we've had a chance to actually share space together. I believe the last time that we were in each other's space was sometime last year when we were a part of a group of women that were facilitating and participating in a healing space. And one word that comes to mind when I think of her is, is a healer. I consider her to be a practitioner of holistic practices such as yoga, meditation, etc, etc. But deep down below all of that, I consider her to be a liberator. I consider her to be someone that has a passion and a calling on her life to unlock the minds and hearts of people through meditation, through yoga, or even just through conversation. She is the type of person who believes firmly in the idea that all of us, all humans, all beings deserve liberation, deserve freedom. And through her own practices, she has created what I call an inviting momentum around her that has invited so many beautiful opportunities into her world, big opportunities, lofty opportunities. And within all of that, she remains humble and she remains very grounded and rooted in who she actually is. And that in itself is inspiring for me. So without any further ado, I invite you to get comfortable, take a couple of long, deep cleansing breaths, and I am going to share with you this talk, this chat with my friend, Allie Simon. Get ready for another beautiful conversation. Oh, good. How are you? Oh, my gosh. I haven't talked to you in so long. Oh, my goodness. I know. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. No worries. That's good. That's good. (laughs) Good, good, good. I know. It's like time flies by so quickly. Sometimes I look up and I'm like, wait, are we in month seven of this year? Yes, we are. Yeah, we are. We definitely are. It's wild. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. uh, Yeah. I don't even know. (laughs) Yeah. Last weekend, it was like fireworks were going off. I was like, it's the 4th of July. Like, that's wild. Right. Like, when did we get how? Yeah. It just, it just because it feels like, it feels like, I mean, time's moving forward. I'm definitely, you know, kind of keeping track of it, but it also kind of feels like it's moving at a very like rapid pace where things are, I'm, noticing like okay we have five months left in the year wow it's going to be 2020 wow that's a big cosmic deal holy shit okay we're moving we're moving along and then of course having a you know kid who's going to college also helps (laughs) to serve as a marker on that congratulations to him thank you yeah it's um it's a trip it's like we're in the last like stretch of summer and we're like 30 days before we go to new orleans and do the whole move in and you know, they send the parents away <laughs> after a certain point. So, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm ready for it. I think Seth's pretty ready for it too. Um, but you know, it's still that like, oh my god, it's my baby. Oh my god, he's going to college. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. How do, we, how do we get here so fast? But um, so yeah, I just want to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself to the listeners. 
tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're most passionate about right now. This question is always so hard. Um, <laughs> so I'm Allie Simon, and I I do a couple of things, but I'm going to start off with what I'm passionate about because I think that kind of gives a little kind of um, intro to pretty much who I am. But what I'm most passionate about is the work of liberation. And, you know, we sometimes can look at liberation as being this thing of, you know, everyone wants to be free and all of this stuff, which is which is great and all. But I think deeper into like the mental liberation of how do we free ourselves mentally from like the things that keep us stuck in life, the things that keep us um, feeling oppressed in order for us to live our greatest, most precious life right now. And just as we were stating like a bit ago that how we're halfway through the year, more than halfway through the year already. And when we look up, it just keeps going past us. And the the part where we get to live in a world where we notice or we're able to begin to notice just how precious like our breath is um, mm. because at any moment it'll be gone just as yeah. these days go very quickly it'll be gone and so I'm really passionate about this idea of how do we look to our ancestors for guidance in order to be in the now and how do we appreciate the now in order to move forward um and moving through the you know the future wherever we're going so that's what I'm passionate about um and in that um I work I do a couple things so I work in nonprofit, and Mm -hmm. I've been working in nonprofit pretty much my whole life and um, as an operations and wellness manager for a philanthropy organization where we do um, work where we bring like folks who basically have disposable income and we mm-hmm. connect them hey. with local, <laughs> wrong with that. basically <laughs> who work with local nonprofits who are mm-hmm. um, doing systems change work. And so yeah. systems change being that these are organizations, some of them do um, direct service as well, where they're immediately, you know, addressing needs of clients. And then some other organ and, and within their own structure, they may also do systems change work. So they're working to um, to, yes, take care of folks, but at the same time, go deeper and maybe shift policy changes or mm-hmm. um, completely dismantling or disrupting systems of how that they're functioning. Because we all know systems in this country, particularly America, are created with a function that they're actually whatever they're producing. So mm-hmm. if the if the system is to, you know, people think, oh, the system's broken. The systems aren't broken. They're they're working exactly as they were intended Design. to. So right, right. Exactly. So that's one piece of it. And outside of that, I also um I teach yoga and I, you know, I facilitate meditation in various spaces and it's all rooted in in this whole idea of liberation. How do we connect folks to their mind, to their heart, to their breath? so that they then um, can do the work they need to do in this world. So mm. so it's just kind of those two things. And mm-hmm. They kind of go hand in hand a little mm-hmm. bit. They overlap so much. Um, <laughs> and yeah, that's who I am. That's what I do. Okay, I like that. Now, you said something that stood out to me. Well, there was a lot of things. 
Um, but the one thing that stood out to me um, is your title for the nonprofit that you're working with, an operations and wellness manager. That's that's a thing. Like, yeah, it is there's now. people out there that are focusing on the wellness of, you know, businesses, corporations, nonprofits, et cetera. Does yeah. that, is that, is that the first time that you've been in a role like this, like of this particular time? Well, that, and like kind of what I said about things kind of like blending and going hand in hand. I've always mm-hmm. wanted to, I've dreamt of it. Mm-hmm. I've, I've wanted it to be that way. Mm-hmm. Um, when I remember I was in under, when I was in, um, in grad school, I was like, oh, there was this way that I can go in and work in wellness. And all. I thought I had to do that like under an HR department or something. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and then like because of the work that I've been doing outside of my nine to five um, and how a lot of it has overlapped and has blended only like and and I would bring some of that like I would like for all of our meetings and mm-hmm. you know we work with nonprofits I bring in grounding we do a lot of things around wow. like mindfulness and and things that I've naturally I started doing and so mm-hmm. it became like our team noticed that you know the nonprofits are the folks we were working with they wanted more yeah. of it and they want to see more workshops of it they want more of it even in the workspace sometimes I have to we, we change the name from meditation to grounding you know so mm-hmm. it's like, you know things mm-hmm. like that but I'm still able to do a lot of the work that I do outside of work um, okay. within work. So basically work is just all work. So yeah. So then about over a year ago, um, mm-hmm. my boss was like, we need to make this a part of your work. And I was like, yeah, I would love to bring more of myself in this, but like one, I'm, you know, I'm doing operations already and I'm not going to like bring in all of this part of myself because outside of work, I'm paid for this. You right. Know? So right. Like, You're like, and we are, we, how am I going to, yeah, be, how are we going to do this? Be. And then it How's was her idea work? and we just started okay. being like, we're going to do wellness. And so we work on wellness within our own team with our with mm-hmm. our philanthropists with our nonprofits, um and in addition to that like this year we've been transitioning because it's been such a need that slowly mm-hmm. i'm starting to release some of the operation stuff off of my plate and go fully mm-hmm. into wellness that's so dope that's <laughs> so good that's so dope i mean it it's like i like what you said like this is something that you dreamed of um, I was listening to this podcast this morning. Um, it was an episode of Super Soul uh, Conversations with Oprah. And um, I cannot think of her name right now, but the author of the book Wild that became a movie was talking about making sure that your dreams don't ruin your life, that they create your life. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we have dreams about things and goals, these big lofty ideas that we want for our lives. And sometimes they're so far off that we have our head down working towards these goals and are missing all these other little opportunities that pop up along the way that maybe that was the goal or that was the goal or maybe that was the dream or that was the dream, not the big one that we thought. Um, This dream of bringing these practices like that, you know, we can share a little bit more about, but those who know you know that I consider you to be a practitioner of these healing practices, yoga, meditation, that you've been able to benefit from them in your own personal life to be able to bring that into, I guess, the corporate type space. What does that feel like to be able to do that every day? It's, I, you know, I'm still in the space right now where I'm like, it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm still trying to like grasp and that's just the honest truth is like what's happening in my world, <laughs> you know, where <laughs> like, what did I do in my past life to start moving me in this direction? So, um, but it's yeah. exciting. It's, you know, it, 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 
it's exhilarating and you know I have my imposter syndrome sometimes where I'm like but why me you know mm-hmm. um that comes out <laughs> a lot yeah. but overall um it's it's wonderful it's it's um mm. it's affirming that's for sure mm. yeah mm-hmm. it's definitely affirming yeah absolutely no that's that's I'm excited. I'm just, I'm over here just, I mean, I've, you know, I've been able to, of course, like kind of keep, you know, keep in touch via, you know, social media and this and that, you know, you see things like, wow, that's cool. This is happening. That's so great for her. And, but to know like that it's also just still something that you're swallowing as a reality, you know what I mean? Like this is actually happening for me right now. And this is something I've thought about happening right now. Um, A question that I get from people a lot is about this, this idea or this concept of manifestation, Mm. And what that means and how you know when something is manifested or is it exactly what you thought it was going to be. So when you think about like going back to a time when you were dreaming about having this type of career or even, you know, this type of life, um, how did you know that this was the thing that you were meant to be doing? How did you know that wellness practices and holistic practices and bringing them into these spaces, how do you know that (laughs) was your thing just for you? Honestly, (laughs) I still don't know, <laughs> you know, um, but you know, okay. Mm-hmm. I, I do know. I say that a lot and, and like, but in terms okay. of I don't know, but I know, you know, and, and mm. somebody asked me this question not too long ago, but I, sometimes I look back at my childhood, like I knew there was mm. something, I didn't know exactly what it was. And even, I didn't know it had a name called wellness. I didn't know, you know, what it looked mm. like, self-care, none of this stuff. I didn't know what it was, but I knew what it felt like. And I knew what I wanted to feel. And I think, I don't know, mm-hmm. you and I may have had this conversation a long time ago, but I've always been working mm-hmm. from this idea of how do I want to feel when I get there? Um, right. So it's been less about right. like understanding like what it will look like or what I will do, mm-hmm. but I knew like what I would feel in that moment. And I would feel like I'm doing good work or I'm sharing what I have. And um, I've, yeah. I've always been in the big belief of sharing rather than feeling like I'm teaching mm-hmm. or like giving folks something. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. and, and maybe it's just because I've just, you know, only child and I was uh, not only child, but youngest child. And I was look at, I'm already mm-hmm. talking about only, and I'm not even only <laughs> See, <laughs> You're like, I'm the only one, I'm, I'm the, the baby, baby. And that's the only one that matters. I'm the baby and the youngest, but I was always working on <laughs> this idea of like sharing, like giving out what I have, mm-hmm. even when mm-hmm. I didn't really want to, you know, I had no choice but mm-hmm. to share. So like, mm-hmm. I think that's like, I think that's kind of like where it all has come from is just this idea of really wanting mm. to share parts of myself or share like what it is that I learn in order for the benefit of other people um, and not mm. holding on to anything. I don't know if that makes any mm. sense, but no, that makes complete sense. That makes complete sense. I think um, you touched on it when you said, when you were talking about your role with um, the, what is the name of the nonprofit? Are, are yeah, you yeah, yeah. I don't know. Okay. No, no, I'm no, 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 it's uh, Social Venture Partners Los Angeles. We're uh, one, we're in LA office. I work in the LA office, but we're one affiliate of about 43 other affiliates around the world. Um, yeah, it's a really amazing organization and, you know, it's, it's, it started off in one way and 
over the years, it's been transforming into something completely different. Um, kind of everything that I gave you at the beginning about what we do mm-hmm. in the office and how we work with systems change. We're probably one of the first of the 43 affiliates to work in this realm. So we've been kind mm, of like transis- like a trailblazer. Yeah, we've been like, transitioning a yeah. lot of the work um, among like a lot of the, the other affiliates as well because, you know, social mm. justice and change, these are the things that we're the three of my, my, my team, it's only three of us right now. Um, we're okay. really passionate about this work. So, um, so yeah. Wow. That's really dope. I'm I, I think about, you know, the person who may be listening to this, you know, eventually, and they might be at their job, their nine to five that they may not be passionate about or they may not love. And they're uncertain about if they even have the ability to influence or impact mm-hmm. change in their environment. What would you say to Ooh. someone who's in that oh my space? God. Well, you know, well, you know, well, that I was, hey. I have definitely <laughs> been in that place where I hate it. I did not. I hate it that that was probably the foundation of my meditation practice of being able to meditate to go to work that was for a long mm. time was it was meditating this was before all the like you know of course loss and trauma throughout my life but like mm-hmm. the a key point is like I used to meditate in order for me to go to a job where I was doing work that was supposed to be taking care of and helping people and I felt mm. so down I felt so depressed I felt so out of myself and it wasn't until I left that and I decided that something needed to change. What I, again, I didn't know what needed to change, but something needed to change. Mm-hmm. And I started just going down this path of doing what felt good for me and what was felt like the right way. And every ter- corner I turned, if it was like, eh, I'm not sure about that, I would go the other way and just kept going and kept going and you know, some folks were like, what are you doing? And I didn't know what I was doing, but I knew <laughs> once I got there, I was going to know. And, and here I am. And I'm in a place where I just kept saying like, yes, not even a completely yes to everything. Some, some things were like, uh, maybe, maybe yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some things were not a complete yes, but then, you know, here I am. But then honestly, even in where I am, I'm still not, com- you know, I'm still in this maybe yes you know you never really fully arrive you know that's right go when we think right. that we've gotten someplace um so yeah yeah as soon as we get someplace there's like another exactly. place to go it's like oh you thought you were there guess what there's, there's another, another one so turn. that's what okay. i was saying like you know if trusting trusting ourselves trusting yourself and i know some of this stuff when it sounds so lofty and like it's a privileged way of thinking mm-hmm. where we can just move into the area of like I'm just going to trust myself and I'm going to move in this direction. Um, mm-hmm. But literally that's what it, how it, how it moves. Um, yeah. And that's, and it's, and, it, yeah. and it's, it's challenging to say. And like I said about privilege of being that I've had the privilege to be able to be in this place where I've been able to think like this or to move in directions like this. Um, because not everyone has that. No one, every, not everyone has the, the mental space. So it has nothing to do with resources and money or anything like that, but it's more about some folks don't have the mental space to even do that. And that's, you know, right. Yeah, I agree. And that actually brings, brings up something for me when you speak about privilege, um, having access to practices like meditation, is something that I think is lacking for a lot of people. Mm. Um, would you share how you were introduced to that practice, where that came mm. from? 
Yeah, I will. You know, um, some of it's been it's been such a an interesting journey. If I go back, because you know this was pre yoga, pre all of this. This has been mm-hmm. um, a practice that I've been been curious about for years, and for some reason, it's been one of those things that has just kind of felt in my body since I was really young. Um, mm. But it wasn't until I was I was um, I was traveling. I was in a study abroad program in um, in mm-hmm. London, and. I just had this urge. It was the first time I was really by myself. Like most places, like even when I went off to college for a little bit, like my grandmother was nearby and my mom. So I always mm-hmm. had a family member nearby. And so being in like this other country and for about six months and I knew really no one, I had the opportunity to really check in with myself. And I kept having this urge of like, I want to learn meditation. And I don't know where it came from mm-hmm. or why. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't mm-hmm. know one who meditated. I didn't know anything. But um, I started Googling and the, the house that I was staying in, the woman, she knew um, a few places to go. And so she kind of sent me mm-hmm. in some directions. But I went online and I found this Buddhist center and they had a beginner's meditation. And I was like, I'm going to go to this. And so I go <laughs> not knowing that there's like, you know, that they're med- like there's some serious meditators here and it's beginners. But we were sitting for like. I think about two to three hours. Wow. In one sitting, we would have a 15, in In one one sitting, sitting. we would have a 15 minute break and then we would go again. And Mm -hmm. I don't know what I was thinking or how I got myself (laughs) into that, but I started, I loved it so much that I would go back again. I tried to take a couple of friends with me and they were like, nah, Mm -hmm. bro, this isn't it. (laughs) (laughs) How long we gonna sit down? Three hours? No. Is there a movie playing? Exactly. So didn't work. And you know, I kept that up. I just kept it up. I kept it up, Mm -hmm. and it felt good. It's you know, and then from there, it led to me wanting to learn about different lineages to Zen practice. I started going Mm -hmm. to self realization. Then I ended up at Agape. So like, it just it kept going, kept inviting so many more things, and so it was just a taste Mm -hmm. of understanding like what it is and how to get silent, and then from there it led down a road of so many different avenues um, until I started just finding myself and finding that comfort and finding that stillness and just who I was. And then... Time for a break. Time for a breather. One thing that we often forget to do as we move throughout our lives, throughout our day is to breathe. So I invite you right now to allow three deep intentional breaths to enter and exit your body. And by the time you're done, we will be ready to continue. Thank you so much for listening. You know, and I would practice yoga from time to time, but I never mm-hmm. really liked it because I was like, oh, shit, my body can't do this shit. Like, I'm not, you know, it's, <laughs> it's not, not made for me. me. My it's body not. can't do it. <laughs> and, you know, right. and it wasn't until experiencing a loss that mm-hmm. I had mm-hmm. to find something that was greater than that, you know, and it was practicing right. with 
you know, going and trying practices. I had gone to your class at that time. I think you had gotten certified. I had gone, I had tried mm-hmm. it a couple more times. And my, I think my doctor at the time was like, you need to try yoga. Cause I was like, I'm depressed. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was going through so right. many things, and so much eat. trauma. Mm-hmm. And so in that, I just kept, you know, going and mm-hmm. it became this thing that the pain or the, the challenge that I was feeling in the practice was so much greater than the pain that I was experiencing was, was the pain that I was experiencing in life was so much greater than right. what that was. And so it was like, I kept mm-hmm. not trying to match it, but I kept, it, mm-hmm. it kept pulling me out of my head in that moment. And so yeah. And yeah. pulling me out of my head and my heart in that moment, I guess I could practice, I could do things and I could move my body in ways and I can open my heart and I can sink into my belly. Um, yeah, it just felt so healing. And from there, it just kept going. It just kept going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, it <laughs> and it continues. And it and. And then yeah. it ultimately it led to a teacher training and that again, wasn't mm-hmm. to teach. It was just for me to find something to do. Cause at the time I wasn't working. And mm-hmm. from there, you know, I was been invited to teach after. And since then, everything that I've te- taught at, it's all been invitation. I have never gone and applied to teach or to share or to anything. Um, it has all been invitation really based. Yeah. And I like that. And I, and I appreciate you for sharing that too. I know there's, you know, I think I've spoken to or quote unquote interviewed because it doesn't feel like an interview, but I've had the chance to be able to converse with, I want to say so far, maybe three or four other um, black yoga teachers that are all women so far. Well, actually one guy and three of them I actually met when I went to um, uh, Wanderlust in Atlanta, which we started calling Wakanda Lust because it was all black nice. people. Um, but it was beautiful. And something that I think is um, a question that a lot of new instructors have is like, how do you make a business out of teaching yoga? And how can I live off of, you know, one class at $15 an hour? And they get stuck in the, the mm-hmm. business part of it and forget or detach maybe from the sharing part of it. And I like the way that you phrase that earlier when it's when you said it's less about, you know, teaching people, but it's just sharing this. It's like, hey, I have some. You want exactly. some? It's great. I have extra. Would you like some of what I already have used to the fullest extent that I can? Because I have some overflow here available for you. And I think that's where I hope mm-hmm. to see more people of color, more Black po- folks in particular, being able to find um, people like yourself mm-hmm. who are willing to share these gifts and to just show up and and to be more of yourself all of yourself a little bit more each time I would love to see more spaces Mm -hmm. like that so I noticed recently that um you shared something on Instagram about something that you are a part of that's bringing some of these types of practices holistic and healing practices to Los Angeles can you talk a little bit more about Mm. that (laughs) absolutely um and and I just want to say what you said like absolutely I Mm. think I would love for more folks to see this work as not just a job but as Mm. like really a calling um, you know, yeah. this is seva work. This is the work of Dharma. This is the work of just being in service. Um, mm-hmm. And that when it, we make it into a job where we're looking for, you know, something to get something from it, uh, that's mm-hmm. when we'll probably hit some of our greatest challenges with it. Um, yeah. But yeah, so, okay, so the wellness tour. <laughs> 
Okay. The wellness tour has been, is an iteration of so many ideas. Like how, what I was saying is I've gone different directions and said yes and said no, said yes and no. Um, mm-hmm. And till defining the things that feel good. And, and this is part of a yes. I think there's still more to grow with mm-hmm. it, but the wellness tour is um, a series of workshop and events that I've kind of curated in my mind to get together um, seven days of a free um, barrier, no, 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 non, no barrier workshops that um, my team mm-hmm. and I will be offering to the South LA area. And this has started off because mm-hmm. as an LA net native, um, one of the things that we've constantly seen is in this community, you know, being in LA in general, which is a yoga Mecca, you know, everyone practicing yoga and all of this stuff. But when you're in right. our area in our, our South LA area, which you know very well, that Mm -hmm. in order for us to find practices or these things, we have to travel outside of our community to even get it. And if it is coming into our community, it's usually coming to our community with the perspective of like wanting to change it or wanting to do something different. And so my whole goal is how do I, how do I create a platform for what's already here? What has been here? Mm -hmm. What is Mm -hmm. already doing the work? who was already doing the work and began to uplift that here. Um, mm-hmm. And so with that idea and, and how I'm such a believer in that and like knowing that there are already amazing practitioners who are doing this work, um, how mm-hmm. do we start to create a, a series of workshops? How do we create something that people right. want to go to that isn't just yoga and meditation that is actually rooted mm-hmm. in the cultural like relevance of black folks um, in our mm-hmm. community and then how do we underline it with a little bit of yoga and meditation so right <laughs> that's where it came right. from and that's how it's been going and so and then just like I was as I was saying like this stuff has just kind of come to me it's just been like here here's another opportunity here's this and and it's I'm in gratitude for it and I stay in gratitude for it um, but again, going off of how I want it to feel is I want it to feel like I'm able to be in a place where I'm able to provide access to folks who maybe who don't know about it or who haven't had it. And that goes for folks who would be attending workshops as well as folks who are teaching, you know, how, or, mm-hmm. and folks who are practitioners as well as businesses already in this community. How do we all together, like, you know, uplift all of the work that all of us are doing? Um, and mm-hmm. so about uh, last year sometime, I don't know, I got reached out mm-hmm. to by um, Adidas, which initially I thought it was spam because I didn't apply. For, again, no way. Again, I didn't apply for anything. <laughs> okay. So I'm like, what is this? You know, what you what's another right. falling in my lap? And so um, in that message, you know, they wanted to feature me along with uh, four other women. Um, I was the only person mm-hmm. from L.A., and the others are from uh, different parts of the world, honestly. And um, they wanted us to be a part of a campaign. And in that campaign, it was, they basically did a full search of folks that they saw, of folks who were in the work, doing the, doing the work of yoga and meditation mm-hmm. at like more of a social justice inclusive level. And like, mm-hmm. this was their mm-hmm. own private search that they did. And they reached out to us individually. Mm-hmm. And so um, they did a, a, a photo series where they did photos and things like that. And, 
you know, they did mm-hmm. a meditation series for me. So I had a, um, a four part, three part meditation series. And then, mm-hmm. um, and in that they also surprised us that day when we did the photo shoot with um, letting us know that not only were they doing this, but they also wanted to feature us. Um, they also wanted to give us a grant to create a, you know, a project for our community that we were passionate about. Wow. That's so, so dope. I love that it. That then is how this all started. It started off with okay. them off saying, here, we're going to give you some funding. What would you create? And me going to mm-hmm. my drawing board and saying, okay, this is what I'm going to create and having to propose it to them. And then they say yes. And then I went for it. And from then I just started, it started off with so many different ideas, um, but then mm-hmm. it landed with, okay, I'm going to stick with this one and I want to figure out how to get the instructors or that. And so I didn't want it to just be yoga and meditation. I wanted it to have something else. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's pretty much what we did. And the the beautiful thing, and I'll leave it at this is Mm -hmm. once you start, once I, once we started creating and opening the door and inviting folks to this, the yeses that came from it have been just amazing everything mm. that we've set an intention for to ask or to invite has said yes and it's only like we would have we wanted to do a workshop like do a series that was like a month long but of course I don't have the capacity to do a month long so I can only <laughs> do seven days or so many people okay and businesses and the healers that I wanted to invite to this by just we I had to stay focused on just seven days um mm-hmm. but yeah that's that's the project and so it's launching that's pretty yeah dope. so it's wow launching. and it's called it's the wellness called the tour, wellness so tour you... and it's coming it's okay. from july 20 24th through the 30th and okay. from that we've also started building our collective called uh south la wellness um and that alone it's like you know the next thing happens mm-hmm. and the next thing goes and so basically we're south la wellness and we're launching and presenting the wellness tour i love it i love that that's dope. And thank you for kind of taking, like taking us on the journey of like how, you know, Adidas played a part in this, how just your vision played a part in this, how other, you know, members of the community played a part in this. And I think that's really, that's, that's exciting to know. Um, and you're right. You know, my family's, you know, from South Los Angeles as well. My grandmother still lives in Lamert Park. And so uh, there's always a part of me that feels this urge and this desire to like what can I bring there even though I made made a home and planted roots in Long Beach there's always a boomerang that brings me back um to South Los Angeles so there's a word that I've been hearing throughout our conversation which is like sticking to my heart which is this word of invite inviting (laughs) and (laughs) and I I I love it I'm 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 glad to keep hearing it because that happens for me sometimes like certain words will pop out and I'm just like oh that's the word for today I'm gonna hold on to that one um and what's coming up for me as I listen is that there seems to be not seems to be there is a, a momentum around you that is an inviting momentum and I think of people who might be listening to this who are feeling stuck who are feeling limited. And I want to know if there's anything that you can think of, something that you do that you may be aware of that helps you remain in this space of openness and receptivity to the things that you ask mm. for. Something that you that you yeah, do. Yeah, somebody else asked me this recently too, but um okay. it's really, we want to yeah. know, girl, you got the secrets. No, what are they? No. How do I how do I continue staying in a place of one gratitude? And remembering um, this mantra that I say to myself is um, 
how is what I how is what I'm doing or how I'm showing up in this world benefiting like all beings like mm. and and it's a it's a hard concept to understand I think for some but uh, but then I, but then it's very simple it's how is what I'm mm-hmm. doing or what I'm receiving going to benefit all beings um, and how am I being a beneficial presence on this planet? And so when I think of the word invitation, it's like, like kind of like what you said, an example is like, you're like thinking, oh, because South LA and my family, how can I be of support that and realizing that by you existing and you doing the work that you do, you're already a part of this work. Like anything mm-hmm. that has been around mm-hmm. me that has like, I'm just a vessel that this work is flowing through. My ancestors have already laid some of the foundations of this work, just like I'm doing some of the work that's going to be for generations, hopefully, as I be an ancestor and remembering that, like, this is all about this is a universal presence that is just flowing through us and we're asked Mm -hmm. to show up here. And so in being stuck and feeling stuck is granted, of course, that we're going to do that. But that's where we get stuck in the mind of the human mind Mm -hmm. instead of remembering Mm -hmm. that we are spiritual beings, right? With having a human experience. And so as we continue to just allow things to come through and flow through and us just releasing and sharing and continuing to give and share, to receive and share, receive and share, receive and share. I yeah, so that's how I look at it. I mean, it's kind of, you know. No, that's it's beautiful. That's, woo, hey, but... <laughs> it's woo-woo. Hey, well, we need some woo-woo-woo <laughs> in this world yeah. right about now. We could use all the woo-woo we can get. I think I think what I'm, I'm noticing myself in conversation when I'm, you know, talking to people that are not necessarily part of the, the woo-woo culture, that um, there was a time when I would feel myself, like, kind of being apologetic for, saying certain things like talking about magic talking about ancestry talking about you know energy Mm -hmm. and things like that that I would kind of give it like a like a caveat of like I mean but you know that's just like some wellness bullshit (laughs) but now I feel like when I speak about it to people that I'm coming from a place of affirming and saying no this is real this is just as real as that piece of paper that you're writing on this is just as real as that you know car that you're driving this stuff is just as real and so i think and people want that it's starting to, and people do they really Hence do why like, i'm I now a wellness dog. manager hello <laughs> exactly creating freaking jobs i love it i love it because i i feel like i got um offered a contract with a corporation that has headquarters out here um in dc to do six months of mindfulness mm-hmm. practices is what they're calling it and it includes it includes a uh, yoga meditation and conversation about holistic wellness and really getting people to start to pay attention to what am I putting in my body? How am I treating my body? What's, you know, what's meant for me? And the way that it was presented was very scientific and clinical mm-hmm. at first um, because it's coming from an organization that's, you know, a medical organization, but this is something that apparently their patients, their, their employees as well, mainly their employees is who I'm going to be working with um, have been looking mm-hmm. for and so I was like, what? You guys mm-hmm. really? Okay, you sure? All right. Can I bring whatever I want? Yeah. They're like, well, you can't bring incense or candles in the <laughs> building. And I was like, okay, cool. So I can bring everything else basically exactly. is what you're saying. And it's it's exciting. So um, I'm happy that this type of work is starting to show up in different spaces. I'm happy that large corporations like Adidas, you know, Beyonce, um, <laughs> who are actually starting to see 
it's important for even them to 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 start to open themselves up to be able to incorporate these types of practices in their culture as a business as well. So that's that's dope. Well, I have a couple more a couple more for you. Um, the next questions, quote unquote, are more like statements. So I'm going to give you a statement, and you're just going to finish the sentence. Okay. So the first one is: If I could teach the world a lesson, it would be. Oh, this is hard. if I could teach the world a lesson it would be to take to take moments to pause Mm. yeah take Mm -hmm. moments to pause that's a good one Um, I am happiest when I'm I'm happiest when I am um, like saying yes to myself. Mm. I love that. I love that. I want my legacy to be. I want my legacy to be something rooted in liberation. Mm. I like that. I know I've made an impact when. I know I made an impact when uh, I take my last breath. And I feel complete. Ooh. Some ways that I remain free are. Some ways that I remain free are. Mm, some ways that I remain free are just breathing, existing, mm. acknowledging my ancestors. Yeah, I like that. So my last question for, well, two questions for you is, um, the first one is how did you show yourself love today? Ooh, how I showed myself love today is I woke up this morning and I did that very thing as I had a pause. I laid here in my bed mm. and I just looked at the ceiling for like a look, a good, like 15 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. And it was wonderful. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Is there a word or phrase that you say to yourself that brings you joy? And if so, what is that word? Mm. It's right on the tip of my tongue and I keep trying to make another word, but it's remember. Remember. There you go. The one on the tip of the tongue is usually the right one. (laughs) Remember. I love that. So the last thing that I'm like, that I'm sharing uh, this, you know, season of the podcast is um, I like to use Oracle decks each day as just a tool for focusing, for centering, (laughs) for grounding, or for even just getting me out of a funk some days. So I have this deck called the Oracle of E um, by Pam Grout and Colette Baron-Reed. And it's a deck of 52 and each card has just a cool message on it. So what I'm going to ask you to do is just select a number between one and 52. 25. 25. All right. <clears throat> oh, this is, this is lovely. They're always lovely. But <laughs> the message for number 25 is live in large. You are drifting in an ocean of gold doubloons. As always, it's your call. You can dive in. You can backstroke all the way to Istanbul, or you can stay in the little raft you've been rowing, but it's all there, rich and luxurious as ever, waiting for your nod. Jump in. The good life is yours. Mm-hmm. I say. Mm-hmm. That's real. All right. Yeah. Well, I appreciate your time. Thank, Thank you, you so much 
for being available, for being open, for being receptive, for letting me ask you a bunch of random questions and mainly just for sharing a little bit of your story. I know that you have um, a big influence in this world in a way that I don't even know that I can fully even comprehend how much work you're going to do. But I just see so much coming out of you more than what you've even already given us. And I and I see it continuing in this very receptive liberating and inviting momentum that you've created. And I'm just happy that I get to be a compassionate witness to the greatness that exists within oh, you. That's so, so thank you so thank much. Thank you so very much. That is so kind of you to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you for this. And, and really just thank you for creating spaces like this for folks to be able to share that. That's lovely. Awesome. All, All right, right, my dear. Well, enjoy the rest of your Tuesday thank and you. we'll talk soon. You. Talk okay. Soon. Peace. It's time to wrap this up and I just want to say very sincerely thank you. You have your choice of thousands of different podcasts that you could be listening to each day and I appreciate you for choosing this to be one of them. Right now in this moment I see the light, I see the love, the wisdom, the beauty, the prosperity, the creativity and the pure joy that shines within each of you and I bow humbly before your divinity. Namaste. Now that you've taken the time to listen to the podcast, let's stay connected. You can find me on social media at Keyshawn Rains or my website, IamSoHum.com. Check out my first book, Because I Said So, on Amazon. If you enjoy what you've heard, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe to this podcast. Keep looking forward. Peace. Namaste. Thank you.